this is Roy Lilly. Dr. Adrian James, president of the Royal College of Psychiatrists, said, As the pressures on services continues to ratchet up, the silence from government continues to be of grave concern for the college, the wider mental health workforce and, most importantly, our patients. Well, whoever he is, he's not wrong. He went on, and I quote, the most recent data on children and young people's eating disorders found record numbers awaiting for routine care. Only just over half are seen in a week. He said some more. He said hundreds of adults are also being sent far from home for treatment because of a lack of beds in their area. Well, look, here are just a few factoids for the record. In December 21, almost uh, 425,000 youngsters, 425, youngsters were in contact with mental health services. That's uh, up about 16% on uh, 2019. Over the same period, uh, 642,000 adults were service users, up by 5% on 2019. Mental health appointments attended were up by really nearly a quarter, nearly a quarter of a million, two two hundred thirty-four thousand five hundred and fifty-three, about fifteen percent, and there were one million eight hundred and thirty-four thousand one hundred and thirty-seven appointments attending attended across mental health, learning disability, and autism services compared with December two thousand and nineteen. That's about a nearly a fifteen percent increase. Well, our amiable Adrian said, with 1.4 million people waiting for treatment, the Royal College of Psychiatrists is calling on the government to urgently publish a mental health recovery plan to reduce waiting times. The plan must include funding to expand services, train more psychiatrists and replace crumbling mental health facilities across the country. Adrian, don't hold your breath. At their last uh, NHSE board meeting in January. Can you believe they only they only meet bi-monthly in the middle of all this panic? The puppets were asked to note, there was no debate, the following. The number of children and young people being able to access mental health services continues to increase and is on track to achieve the 2021-22 target. The urgent an emergency mental health pathway continues to be under significant pressure. Bed occupancy remains very high, over 85%, which in turn impacts out-of-area placements. Detentions under the Mental Health Act have increased by 4.5% between 2019 and 2021, uh, and usually the annual increase is about 2%, so it's nearly double. All of which is true, but somehow it doesn't resonate with the sense of urgency our mate Adrian is trying to get across. How close to on track are they and when? How many out of area placements and how far? Why are detentions up and how many are challenged and where is the risk register? You see, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. The board were asked to note, quote, crisis referrals have increased by 30% compared to 2019 and a 74% increase compared to 2017. Well, what does that mean? That's 10% a year since 2019, but 14% a year since 2017. Is that a lot in line with expectations, something we can cope with? I don't know. 
If you and I were board members, we'd have said, I ain't gonna note this, I want a full discussion. No one did, that's why they're on the board and we're not. The board noted it is crucial that the focus on discharge remains strong. But what does strong mean? Is it strong enough? Too strong? How many readmissions are there? Is there a trend? Are there any suicides? None of the puppets asked. Increasing mental health prevalence, acuity, complexity will create further challenges to reduce the treatment gap. What gap? How big is the gap? What damage is it doing? How do we close it? What are the risks? Can they be mitigated? No one pulled a string. None of the puppets moved. Adrian, my old mate, you're too amiable and you're wrong. It's not the silence from government that continues to be of grave concern for the college. It's the silence of the NHSE board. They don't meet frequently enough to get a sense of rhythm and progress and feel for the challenge. They don't ask questions. And if they are getting private briefings, which is possible, the public meetings are not reassuring the public and staff and stakeholders that they're any good. That's why they're obliged to have public meetings, so they can show us what's what. This is a council of despair. They don't ask because they don't know, and they don't know what to do if they got the answers, they wouldn't know it. If I were you, Adrian, I'd ring up the new chair of NHSE, Richard Meddings, and ask him if it's his intentions to continue to preside over this puppet show, or is he going to get some real people in? People who are interested in looking interested in doing the very interesting job they're paid to do. Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak again soon.